listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, it's the precursor to the I Love Lucy show, starring Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. This episode originally aired on September 2nd, 1949, and it's called The Elves. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yes, it's the new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O. The big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. Fioca puddings. Yes, sir. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on lazy little Sheridan Falls, the hometown of the Coopers, we find many signs that summer is over. The leaves are turning red, the Coopers are turning their faces toward home after their summer vacation. And Liz is hoping that all her friends will turn green when they see how she's turned brown. Well, let's pick them up as they drive into town. Gee, I hope we see someone on the way home. I can't wait for everybody to see my gorgeous suntan. Oh, oh, there's Harriet. You, Harriet! Slow down, George. I wanted to see my tan. Liz, for heaven's sake, stop waving your leg out the window. <laughs> am I going to show off my tan? I worked hard for it, and I want to be sure that people... Oh! There's the Atterbury. Stop the car. Can't we talk to them later? No. Well, let's go home and get cleaned up. Oh, no. I want her to see me before I take a bath. I might fade. <laughs> oh, Liz. Iris! Iris! Mr. Atterbury, hey, we're back. Oh, wait till Iris sees my beautiful bronze skin. George boy! Hello, Liz girl. Hello. Hello. <laughs> 
Liz, girl. Hello, George boy. Uh, <laughs> gee, it's good to see you, Iris. How are you? Fine, fine. Oh, we just got back from our vacation yesterday. But tell us about your trip. I'm dying to hear. Well, as you can probably see by looking at me, we went to sunny Lake We Devon. went to Moosehead Lodge. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it takes that mountain sun to really... Oh, put... it's a wonderful place to stay. <laughs> it made quite an impression on us, didn't it, Rudolph? Yes, yes, especially around the pocketbook. <laughs> $45 a day with meals. Speaking of the sun... That was one time I was thankful for Iris's appetite. They lost money on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we spent a simple vacation out in the healthful sunshine. Uh, what's the matter, Liz? Why do you keep pulling your blouse off your shoulder? Because you're so blind. There, look at that shoulder. Did you ever see anything like that before? Oh, that reminds me. Rudolph caught the biggest whitefish of the season. <laughs> You're just showing how jealous you are of my tan. What tan? What tan? Come on, Iris. Admit it. I'm as brown as a berry. Oh, dear girl. Liz, I'll admit you're a slight beige. But if you want to see a real tan, look at my shoulder. There. Doesn't that look like mahogany? Yes, and it could stand a little sandpapering. <laughs> Wait till I pull my blouse down over my shoulder more. Well, if you be... want to play that way, let me pull my slacks up and you'll see some... Oh, oh stop yeah. that, you two. Pull up what you pulled down and pull down what you pulled up. <laughs> You're collecting a crowd. Yes, come on, Liz. Now cut it out. Oh, uh, Cooper boy, I want to see you in the morning. I may have some good news for you. Promotion. A promotion? Why, George, how wonderful. Uh, no, no, not so fast. It all depends on a new account. Mr. Stevens of International Consolidated. If he places his account with us, we'll move you up to third vice president to handle it. Oh. I'm seeing him tonight. Well, that sounds wonderful, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Atterbury. So long, pale face. <laughs> See you later, Snow White. <laughs> Well, there it is. Our house. You know, George, the best part of the trip is coming home again. Doesn't the place look wonderful? With the green lawn and our lovely little white front porch. White front porch? Our front porch was never white. Well, it's white now. I don't get it. We go away for a month and someone paints your front porch. Uh-oh. That isn't white paint on the porch, George. Oh, what is it? Milk bottles. <laughs> Porches covered with them. Look at this. We're up to our stoop in sour cream. <laughs> Liz, which one of us forgot to tell the milkman she was going away? George, something funny's going on around here. What do you mean? Look at this card for the milkman. It's been checked every day we've been gone. See, a pint of cream, a quart of milk, and a pint of ice cream. Say, you're right. Now, who would do a thing like that? Hey, wait a minute. There isn't any ice cream here. Exactly. George, I think we're about to crack the mysterious milk card caper. What do you mean, Sam? 
I got a clue, sweetheart. Look, there on the ground, a trail of strawberry ice cream drippings. And do you see where it leads? It leads... Next door. I'll be darned. You'd make a good detective, Liz. Thank you. Uh, except for one thing. What that? Nobody lives next door. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, don't be silly. Ghosts don't eat ice cream. Well, not only that, they don't hang their underwear out on the line to dry. George, someone's moved into that house next door while we've been gone. Someone who likes strawberry ice cream. George, we're on the trail of a lonesome pint. Fine neighbors. They move in and start stealing our ice cream. Come on, I'm going to have a little talk with that guy. Boy, the trail is still hot. There's a fresh strawberry handprint on the doorknob. Oh, that burns me up. Watch me handle this guy. My name is Cooper. I'm your next-door neighbor, and I ought to punch you right in the nose. My name is Wood. I'm pleased to meet you. What for? <laughs> I'll tell you what for, you... Uh, let me, George. Uh, we're Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. We're just back from our vacation. A vacation? What... How nice. Welcome home. Listen, we're mad at you. Now, stop being nice to me or I'll punch you in the nose. <laughs> My, you're belligerent. Well, uh, it's this way, Mr. Wood. All the time we've been gone, somebody's been ordering ice cream on our milk card, and the trail leads right to your front door. Ice cream. Was it strawberry? Yes, it was strawberry. Now, what have you got to say about that? It was delicious. <laughs> You'll pay for this. Gertrude, now, wait a minute. Gertrude! Well, she's my wife. Whenever anyone yells at me, I... You've got this all wrong. Oh, I have. Oh, yes. One of the children has been bringing some ice cream home every day, but she wasn't getting it from your front porch. Oh, no? Well, where did she get it? The elves gave it to her. Uh, I'm afraid I didn't quite... Catch what you said, Mr. Wood. I said the elves gave it to her. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, we better get going, George. Uh, goblins might get us. <laughs> no, don't go. Come in and I'll ask the child about it. Well, uh, What did you say your name was? Mrs. George Elf. <laughs> come in, come in. Well, please. I don't really think we'd better. Nonsense. Sit down. I'll be right back. George, do you think we should call the cops? Cops? What for? Well, I think Mr. Wood has snapped his twig. Uh, he sounds harmless enough. Well, I don't know. That elf business frightens me. You know what they say, an elf never forgets. That's an elephant. <laughs> no, I just wanted to be sure that no one was listening. I don't really believe in that elf stuff. Oh, you don't? <laughs> of course not. I just didn't want to disappoint Joanne in case she was listening behind the door. Oh. She's the most imaginative child we've ever had. Oh, do you have more children? Oh, yes, yes. We have a typical little American family. Six boys and four girls. <laughs> Six boys and four girls? Yes. It's kept Mrs. Wood and me pretty busy. <laughs> She's alive? Oh, yes, she's in the hospital. Well, I don't wonder. I can't wait to learn whether it'll be seven boys and four girls or six boys and five girls. 
Well, Mr. Wood, you've certainly got a lot of little splinters. <laughs> yes. You see, Mrs. Wood was an only child, and so was I. And we were so lonely. We vowed that would never happen to a child of ours. Sometimes I think we overdid it. <laughs> Oh, we farm them out to relatives for the summer. <laughs> you see that map on the wall? Yeah. Each little thumbtack represents a child. <laughs> well, I'm glad you sent them away. It saved us about nine pints of ice cream a day. <laughs> you let me get Joanne in, and we'll see about that ice cream. I really thought she was buying it out of her allowance. Oh, you'd let me handle it, eh? I don't want to disturb her imaginative little mind. Well, I think the other end is the one that needs disturbing. <laughs> Joanne! Did someone call the queen of the fairies? Come in, Spritefoot. I want to introduce you to some friends of mine who live next door. Next door? Are they elves? Yes. <laughs> oh, this should be great. Come in, dear. Yes, pull up a toadstool and sit down. <laughs> This is Mr. George Elf. He doesn't look like an elf. His toes don't curl. Well, he just washed his feet and he can't do a thing with them. And this is his wife. Oh, she looks like an elf. Well, thank you. I'm surprised I haven't met you elves before because I'm a fairy queen. Oh, really? Well, I believe your castle takes ice cream from the same milk company we use. <laughs> yes, that's all Charlie can eat. He's my pet dragon. Oh, come now, Queenie. Dragons don't eat ice cream. Well, the big ones don't, but he's a small one. Charlie's just a dragonette. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, I've heard of his sister, Jessica. <laughs> Joanne, tell me, where did you really get that ice cream you've been bringing home? Next door, where the elves live. Now, whatever gave you the idea that elves live there? Oh, only elves could work the magic. You make a mark on the magic card, and when you get home from school, whatever you ask for is there. Thank you very much, Joanne. And now, dear, disappear. Whoosh! <laughs> Wait a minute, is that all you're going to say to her? Well, you wouldn't really want me to punish her, would you? Well, you at least ought to set her straight. Yes, I don't think you're being fair to the child, Mr. Wood. Fantasy is one thing, but snitching ice cream is another. She should be told that there are no such things as elves or fairies. At least in Sheridan Falls. Yes, I know, but I can't seem to do it. But do let me pay your milk bill. And I'll take all those bottles of milk off your hands. Well, you don't have oh, to... Oh, really? I can use it. Well, what in the world are you going to do with it? I'm going to make the biggest sour milk pancake in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, come on, George. Let's disappear. Whoosh! <laughs> Well, 
It sure seems natural to be back with Liz Cooper and her problems. I'm sorry I haven't got a Jell-O recipe that would help her use up all that milk. But I have got one that'll make a hit with you and your family called Fluffy Orange Tarts. Luscious with the true rich flavor of oranges that you find in shimmering orange Jell-O. Just dissolve one package as usual, and when slightly thickened, whip it up as directed on the box. Fold in three-quarters cup of cream, whipped, and two-thirds of a cup of diced orange sections. Turn into baked tart shells and chill until firm. It's a dream of a hot weather treat. Gay, golden whipped orange jello piled into crisp little tart shells. But any jello dish is a dream, because all six delicious flavors are rich with locked-in goodness. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Look for those big red letters on the box. They spell jello, America's favorite gelatin dessert. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the Coopers. Liz is just finishing up the unpacking. There, that's the last suitcase. What a homecoming. A porch full of sour milk and a neighbor who hasn't got all his buttons. Now what? Mr. Wood. Good evening. Hello, Mrs. Cooper. What's the matter now? Do you want to borrow six dozen eggs for your pancake? No, no. A dreadful thing has happened. It's Joanne. We've broken her little heart. How? She was listening outside the door, and she heard you say there were no such things as elves and fairies. She's been crying her little heart out ever since. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Wood. Yes. Oh, gee, we didn't mean to do anything like that. I know. And that's why I think my plan might work. Your plan? Yes. I thought I might leave Joanne with you for a little while. And if you acted like elves, <laughs> she might be convinced. What's your other plan? I have none. Well, it's been nice seeing you, Mr. Wood. Let us know how the pancake comes out. I was afraid of that. My wife will kill me when she gets her strength back. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take Joanne home now. She's waiting out on the porch. Listen to her. The poor kid. George. No. Oh. oh, how can you listen to that and say no? Come on, honey, let's do it for her. It's our fault. Well, but, Liz, you... It just means making believe for a little while, that's all. Oh, how do you get me mixed up in these things? Oh, I knew you'd do it. Give me a kiss, darling. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Cooper. You won't regret this. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, how do you make like an elf? Well, to be really convincing, you should shrink to about two feet high. <laughs> well, that should be easy. Yes. Uh, what is it you do to my shirts, Liz? <laughs> I know just the thing. Tell her you found her pet dragon. Okay, what does he look like? 
Oh, you can't miss him. He's invisible. <laughs> mm. Now, I'll slip out the back door, and you call her. An elf yet. Uh, Joanne. Yes? Uh, Mr. Elf and I have a surprise for you right here in our hollow tree. <laughs> Say something, George. Uh, Joanne, uh, come on in. And... Use an elf's voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, come inside, Joanne. <laughs> you have your dragon in here. Charlie? Oh, where is he? Where is he? Uh, well, uh, he's a... Uh, well, you tell her, Mrs. Elf. Thanks. Uh... He's, he's right over, uh... He's, uh... Oh, he's invisible. No one can see him. Elves can. Well, I was afraid of that. You're not elves. Oh, but we are. Honest. Prove it, George. Elf, elf! I know how you can prove it. How? Elves can change their form at will. I was afraid of that, too. Let's see you change into another form right before my very eyes. Oh, all right. You go first, George. Where are your manners? Ladies first. Uh, We'll do it, honey, but it's too frightening to happen in front of your very eyes. You wait on the front porch, and when you come in... We'll be something different. You'll see. That's wonderful. I want you to change into a troll. A what? A troll. (laughs) What did you say? A troll. Oh. And I want Mr. Elf to turn into a brownie. A brownie? A brownie princess. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta see. Oh, now, just a second. All right, Joanne, run outside and wait. Okay. <laughs> I'll get it. Only the fairy queen can answer the magic phone. Oh. Hello? Mrs. Elf's hollow tree. What? <laughs> I want the Cooper house. What is this, a tea room or something? I want Plaza 9970. This is it. Well, whoever you are, tell Mr. Cooper that Mr. Atterbury is on his way to the house with the new client, Mr. Stevens. And it's terribly important that Stevens is favorably impressed by him. Yes, Your Majesty. Never mind the sarcasm, just tell him. (laughs) We're on our way. Goodbye. Goodbye. Who was that, dear? It was a secret message for me. For you? Who from? The King of the Fairies. Oh. Back, George. I'll wait outside. Call me when you've changed form. Come on, George, let's hurry. Oh, no. Go get yourself another brownie princess. Oh, be a sport, George. Joanne is the only one who'll see you, and I've thought of the perfect costume for you. Hmm. What is it? Well, keep on your brown shoes, socks, and garters, and I'll get you that dried grass skirt that Mother sent me from Honolulu, and you can wear my water wings and my brown bathing cap. That sounds like Alice the Goon. <laughs> should be a sight for sore elves. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
What are you going to wear? Well, I guess trolls are sort of funny little animals that live in caves or something. I'll put a stocking over my face and let it hang down like an elephant's trunk, and, and I'll put red rub- rubber gloves on my feet and another pair on my hands, and I'll, and I'll walk on all fours. That ought to do it. Look, Liz, I have a better way. I'll get a gun. Two bullets, one for each of us. It'll be easy. <laughs> Look, we're in this thing. Let's put our costumes on and get it over with. Come on. Well, here we are, Mr. Stevens. This is Cooper's house. You'll find he's one of the most dignified, sober, conservative men we have. Well, I don't like to seem fussy, but I do want to meet the man who's going to be responsible for my account if I place it with you. Well, Cooper's your man. He's got both feet on the ground. I'll just ring the bell. Huh? What? Who's that? Me, the fairy queen. Uh, uh, it must be a neighbor's child. Yeah. Coopers have no children. Open the door! Come in! Uh, oh, that sounds like Liz. She must have seen us come up the walk. Uh, we can go right in. After you, Mr. Stevens. You know, I... Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, Are you sure this is the right house? Positive. Why? What's that in the living room? (laughs) On the floor. Some kind of an animal. (laughs) Uh, what is it? Search me. Looks like an anteater with sore feet. Won't you come in? Uh, oh, pardon the rubber gloves. I, I was doing the dishes. <laughs> I don't want to get dishpan hands. <laughs> you evidently don't want to get dishpan feet either. <laughs> well, I was mopping the floor at the same time. <laughs> She's a troll. Didn't you know? No. Mr. Stevens, meet Mrs. Cooper. She's a troll. How do you do? Uh, You'd better run along, Joanne. What's going to happen isn't going to be very pretty. Can't I wait until I see the brownie princess? No, dear. Brownie princess! Brownie, brownie princess! Brownie princess! Liz, Liz, the least you could do is stop this nonsense while Mr. Stevens and I are here. Uh, But Mr. Atterbury... You can't judge a man by his wife, Stevens. Wait till Cooper comes in. You'll see what I mean. Good evening, George. Oh, no. Well, Atterbury, why don't you introduce me to George? I haven't met her yet. Cooper, you're fired. Let's go, Stephen. Oh, wait a minute, please. Sit down. I can explain everything. Don't bother. Here, wait. I'd like to hear what the reason could possibly be. Let's sit down. Well... Get up! Get up! What's the matter? You're sitting on Charles. Charlie? No. Charlie's her pet dragon. Well, I wouldn't want... Oh, 
Oh, come on, Stevens. Look, the reason for the whole thing is simply this. This afternoon we told that child there were no such things as elves and fairies, and it broke her heart. Yes, and tonight we convinced her there were such things, and she's happy. Oh, you did? Yes, and I'm glad, whether you like it or not. Add a boy, George. I'll tell you whether I like it or not. Add a boy, George. I... What? <laughs> That's the kind of spirit I like. I've got two kids of my own, and any man who loves children that much is good enough for me. It might be interesting. I never had my affairs handled by a brownie princess before. <laughs> well, as I was saying, one of the finest gestures I've ever seen. Mr. Third, Vice President, oh. uh, what should we put in your office? A desk or a lily pad? <laughs> Wonderful, George. I guess I'd better be going now. Oh, Joanne, I forgot all about you. I'm sorry it had to end like this, dear. Well, that's all right. I'll only be sad until tomorrow. Until tomorrow? Yes, it's my birthday. I'll be seven. And that's too old to believe in silly things like elves and fairies. Oh, no! <laughs> Here I am, Lucille. Well, Bobby boy, good to see you after a long, hot summer. What are we going to do tonight, Bob? A sangha? Match. You know I've been working on the railroad? Well, things are tough all over, Bob, especially in radio. <laughs> no, I mean... Television, you know, television. I'm glad you've got something to fall back on. Lucille, you don't understand what... What are you doing, announcing the trains? I can hear you now. All aboard for Christmas, Go from strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. <laughs> now, wait just a and minute. And all points eat. East, get it? See, it should be East, all points East, but I cleverly switched it. I, so I get it, I get it. Believe me, I get it. Now, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. I was talking about the song, I've Been Working on the Railroad. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Let's go. All right. I've been working on the railroad. J-E-L-L-O. J-E-L-L-O? Uh-huh. Those aren't the right words. Well, they are in this program. <laughs> I know which side my show is buttered on. <laughs> well, I, honestly, I can't argue with you, Lucille. Yeah. Jello is the right word anytime, but especially at dessert time. Those six delicious Jello flavors taste so rich and refreshing, they make you think of the real ripe fruit itself. Uh-huh. Because that flavor is locked in by an exclusive process. Oh? And it can't get out until your first delectable spoonful. Is that so? I guess that's why Jello is America's favorite gelatin dessert. Oh, you're so right. Now let's finish the song. All right. One, two. We've been working on the jello. Its flavor makes you glad you were born. <laughs> it's luscious, tempting, and delicious. Forgive us for all this corn. I bet they don't try that again. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L-O! The big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. Fiocca puddings. Yes, sir. 
Columbia Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Kind of fitting this show, kind of, you know, the schedule lined up that we just celebrated Christmas and we're talking about elves, but different types of elves. I used to think that parents who went along with such imaginative things were kind of doing their kids a disservice, not focusing on reality. And that wasn't until I had my own. And there I was, helping her make cookies for Santa and then eating them later to give the illusion that some other fat guy ate them. I'd rather not be the one to destroy that part of their childhood. I'll let school do that. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify. Apple or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we join Private Eye, George Valentine, and Let George Do It, and join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of My Favorite Husband. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. Virtual Vinny.